Welcome to Zichudav Siman Rambam 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 Goldhai and Tirim Masech Zadarim Dot Pei Test, the 11th Perik Be'il Nadarim. So the three types we're going to focus on are Monas Ta'ana Brayse, and Amanro Grusha says, Harni Nazira Kashinase Venises, I'm here by a Nazira when I marry and she gets married. Rishmo says the husband can be Mefer and Rabbi Kiva says he cannot. In the reverse case, where a married woman declares she'll be a Nazira after divorce and she gets divorced, Rabbi Shmuel does not allow Hafar and Rekiva does. Rabbi Shmuel holds the ability of Hafar is determined by her status at the time the netter is declared, whereas Rekiva holds it depends on the time the netter takes effect. Armishan taught that when an Aziris is declared to take effect after 30 days and she marries in the interim, the husband cannot revoke it, and he can in the reverse case. The Gemara says this appears to the opinion of Rekiva. Abai explains that Rabbi Shmuel can agree with our mission because where Rabbi Shmuel spoke of a case that the netter definitely took effect only after marriage, here the netter could have taken effect before marriage if she would have been married after 30 days, and in such a case, he could agree to follow the time the netter is declared. Pointing to the next mission states, Teishin na'aros nidran kayomim. There are nine na'aros whose nadarim stand meaning they cannot be revoked. They are essentially permutations of three types of cases, where she's a Yasoma Bakayavia, an orphan in her father's lifetime, meaning she left her father's domain through a previous marriage of Nisurin, or she's an actual orphan, or she's a Bulgaris. The Chami and Abraisa only list these three cases, and the run quotes the Yerushalmi, which explains that Artana divided them into nine cases to sharpen his students. Yuda adds that even a minor daughter who's married off with Nisuin leaves her father's domain and her Nandari made after her marriage ends would be irrevocable provided they are made after she is an Ara. And point number three, the next mission teaches, if a wife says, that I will not benefit from my father or your father if I do anything for you, the husband can revoke it. The run explains that since both the Nedra and the condition are either the one explains that since both the netter and the condition are either inui nefesh or matters between him and her, he can be made for it, although it has not yet come into effect since the condition has not been fulfilled. The Mishnah teaches that the same applies if she says, Kono that I will not benefit from you if I do anything for my father or yours. Although the condition is neither inui nefesh nor between him and her, the one explains that since such a condition will inevitably be fulfilled, he can be made for it now. Abraisa quotes the opposing opinion of Rabbi that because the netter has not yet it may never come into effect, he cannot be made for it. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in a brisa. If an almana or grusha says, Harini Nazira Kishen Venises, I'm here by a Nazira, when I marry, and she gets married, Rabbi Shmuel says the husband can be made for her, and Rabbi Kiva says he cannot. In the reverse case, where a married woman declares she'll be a Nazira after divorce and she gets divorced, Rabbi Shmuel does not allow Hafar and Rikiva does. Rabbi Shemuel holds the ability of Hafar is determined by her status at the time the netter is declared, whereas Vikiva holds it depends on the time the netter takes effect. Armishan taught that when an Aziris is declared to take effect after 30 days and she marries in the interim, the husband cannot revoke it, and he can in the reverse case. The Gemara says this appears to the opinion of Vikiva. Abai explains that Rabbi Shmuel can agree with Armishan because where Rabbi Shmuel spoke of a case that the netter definitely took effect only after marriage, here, the netter could have taken effect before marriage if she would have been married after 30 days, and in such a case, he could agree to follow the time the netter is declared. Pointing to the next mission states, Teishin na'aros nidran kayomim. There are nine na'aros whose nadarim stand meaning they cannot be revoked. They are essentially permutations of three types of cases, where she's a yasoma bechayavia, an orphan in her father's lifetime, meaning she left her father's domain through a previous marriage of Nisurin, or she's an actual orphan, or she's a Bulgaris. The Chami and Abraisa only list these three cases, and the run quotes the Yerushalmi, which explains that Artana divided them into nine cases to sharpen his students. Yuda adds that even a minor daughter who's married off with Nisuin leaves her father's domain, and her Nandari made after her marriage ends would be irrevocable, provided they are made after she is an Arab.
And point number three, the next Mishnah teaches, if a wife says, that I will not benefit from my father or your father if I do anything for you, the husband can revoke it. The Ron explains that since both the neder and the condition are either the Ron explains that since both the neder and the condition are either inui nefesh or matters between him and her, he can be made for it, although it has not yet come into effect, since the condition has not been fulfilled. The Mishnah teaches that the same applies if she says, Kono that I will not benefit from you if I do anything for my father or yours. Although the condition is neither inui nefesh nor between him and her, the Ron explains that since such a condition will inevitably be fulfilled, he can be made for it now. Abraisa quotes the opposing opinion of Rabinasan that because the netter has not yet and may never come into effect, he cannot be made for it. Alright, so now we got our simmer dot pay test, and our standard simmon relates to a pot. We use a chalent pot to make it a little more distinct. So here goes. The wife who burnt the chalent in the pot who declared she'll be a Nazira after divorce served it to nine Naaros whose Nadarim stand and told her upset husband, Conan, that I will not benefit from my father or your father if I do anything for you. Once again, it's a motion. The wife who burnt the chalent in the pot, chalent in a pot, that must be run off pay test, chalent pot. The wife who burnt the chalent in the pot who declared that she'll be a Nazira after divorce, which reminds us that was taught in Bright said if Ramana or Grusha say that I'm here by a Nazira when I marry and she gets married, where Shmuel says the husband can be Mayfer, and Rekiva says he cannot in the reverse case, where a married woman declares she'll be a Nazira after divorce and she gets divorced, where Shmuel does not allow Hafar and Rekiva does. Rishmo holds the ability of Hafar is determined by her status at the time the netter is declared, whereas Rekiva holds it depends on the time the netter takes effect. So the wife who burnt the chant in the pot who declared that she'll be a Nazira after divorce, served it to nine Na'aros whose Nadarim stand, which reminds us, the next mission states, Teshin Na'aros Nidren Kayamin, there are nine Na'aros whose Nadarim stand, meaning they cannot be revoked. They are essentially permutations of three types of cases, where she's a Yasoma Bakayavya, an orphan in her father's lifetime, meaning she left her father's domain through a previous marriage of Nisuin, or she's an actual orphan, or she's a Bulgaris. So, the wife who burnt the chant in the pot, who declared that she'll be a Nazira, after divorce, served it to nine Na'aros, whose Nadarim stand, and told her upset husband, Conan, that I will not benefit from my father or your father if I do anything for you. Which reminds us, the next mission teaches, if a wife says, Conan, that I will not benefit from my father or your father if I do anything for you, the husband can revoke it. The run explains that since both the nether and the condition are either inui nefesh or matters between him and her, he can be made for it, although it has not yet come into effect, since the condition has not been fulfilled. So once again, the wife who burnt the chant in the pot, who declared that she'll be a nazira, after divorce, served it to nine Na'aros, whose Nadarim stand, and told her upset husband, Conan, that I will not benefit from my father or your father if I do anything for you. All right, so now it's time for Four Blah Hazara. Daf Pehe, so the symbol Daf Pehe is a dentist because it relates to a mouth. So here goes. When the dentist, dentist, that must be more in Daf Pehe, mouth, dentist. When the dentist forbade benefit to al Kohanim, so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he'd given up his tobos hana of his truma, as it was rendered like dust, which reminds us. The mission says when one prohibits Kohanim or Levim, they may take his truma and maisa. This indicates that tobos hana in a moment, the benefit of pleasure is not in equity, meaning the fact that he can choose whom to give the trumas and maisers to, and accept payment to do so, is not considered a monetary ownership of the truma and maisa. Therefore, the Kohanim and Levim are not receiving something of his. Rav 
says that our Mishnah holds that Tovosana is a monetary ownership, which explains a later case in the Mishnah. The reason for this case is that since Truma is only fit for Kohanim, then by attempting to prohibit it to all Kohanim, Shavya Afra Ba'alma, he has rendered it mere dust to himself. Since it's impossible for him to give it to any Kohan, he has forfeited those monetary rights and rendered it like Hefker. So, when the dentist forbade benefit to al Kohanim, so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he had given up his tovos hanav, his truma, as it was rendered like dust. His wife, who worked as his hygienist, got upset and declared, Konim, I will not work for your mouth. Which reminds us, if a wife says to her husband, She'eni osal picho, Konim, then I will not work for your mouth, the Tanakhama says, no hafar is necessary, because since she's obligated to work for him, the netter is ineffective. Rebbe Kiva says, He should revoke it, for perhaps she'll produce more than his do, and the excess which belongs to her would become forbidden to him. The Tanakhama holds that even the excess belongs to him and remains permitted. Rav Yochaman Nuri says, He should revoke it, for perhaps he'll divorce her and then she'll become forbidden to him. So, when the dentist forbade benefit to al Kohanim, so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he had given up his tobas hana of his truma, as it was rendered like dust, his wife who worked as his hygienist got upset and declared, Konim, I will not work for your mouth, and my hand should be consecrated to their maker. Which reminds us, Rav Huna Brev Rav Yeshua explained our mission as a case, where a wife says, Yikachu Yedai and my hand should be consecrated to their maker, or in our case, Konim, the Yedai Ma'isnu Huba'olam, because her hands exist in the world and are subject to hektish. The Gemara clarifies that since her hands are obligated to her husband, she must have added, when I become divorced. Daf Pei So the similar Daf Pei is police. So here goes. The husband who watched the Nadarim police, police, that must have been Daf Pei police. The husband who watched the Nadarim police put handcuffs on the hands of his wife, who forbid them to him after his makdish, his pledged field, and then redeemed it, which reminds us. The Gemara said that a woman can make a netter to forbid her hands to her husband for after her divorce. Her hands, although obligated to her husband, are in existence, and such a netter can be set to take effect in the future. The Gemara attempts to compare this case to a pledged field, where the lender may take its fruits, where the borrower declares it should be hectish, and then he redeems it, which is effective. This comparison is rejected because it's within the power of the borrower to redeem it, as opposed to the woman who cannot divorce herself. So, the husband who watched the Nadarim police put handcuffs on the hands of his wife, who forbid them to him after he was makdish, his pledged field, and then redeemed it, got so confused when she broke out from the cuff, saying that a konim is like hektish, and his mafkia the shibud, which reminds us. Ravashi finally answers that a konim is able to take effect on her hands, even while they are obligated to her husband. Konim, which cannot become permitted through redemption, is similar to a hektish of Kedusha's aguf, physical sanctity about which Rava taught. Hektish, chametz, v'shichrur, mafkin midei shibut. Hektish, chametz, and freeing a slave release property from a lien. For example, if one designated his ox to be collected for a loan and subsequently declared it a carbon, the hektish removes the lien from the ox and the loan must be collected from elsewhere. So, the husband who watched the Nadarim police put handcuffs on the hands of his wife, who forbid them to him after his makdish, his pledged field, and then redeemed it, got so confused when she broke out from the cuff saying that a konim is like hektish and his mafkia the shibud, that he mixed up his wife's netter on grapes for his daughter's netter on figs. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Nadri Ishtva Savisha Nadri Bito of his wife vowed, and he thought that his daughter vowed, or the reverse, or she vowed from figs, and he thought she vowed from grapes, or the reverse, Harzi his hafar is invalid, and he must revoke it again, since the hafar was made under incorrect information, either about who made the netter or what the netter was about. Daf Pezain, so the Zimmer Daf Pezain is a golden Pez candy dispenser. So here goes. 
the husband who did a far for the wrong person mistakenly did Cree on the wrong person as well using a golden pez candy dispenser golden pez candy dispenser that must be more off Zion. golden pez candy dispenser the husband who did Hafar for the wrong person mistakenly did Cree on the wrong person as well, using a golden Pez candy dispenser, which reminds us, our Mishnah which taught that Hafar for the wrong person is valid, holds that the Pusik's using the term Yani Osa, he shall restrain her, is meant specifically that he must know her identity. This seems to contradict a Bryce which teaches that if one is told that his father died and he tore Kriya, and then discovered that it was actually his son who died, the Kriya is valid, despite there being similarly specific terms in the Pusik describing David's Kriya over Shaul and Yonasan. The Gemara answers the Bryce of Kriya should be interpreted that he was not told which of his relatives had died. He assumed it was his father, but wasn't certain. Such an unspecific Kriya can be valid for the true deceased relative. Our mission speaking where he was clearly told the wrong identity of the vower, and as far was made accordingly for the wrong person. So the husband who did Hafar for the wrong person mistakenly did Kriya on the wrong person as well, using a golden Pez candy dispenser, but was informed, Toch Kedei Dibor, that in fact it was his wife, which reminds the more brings a ruling that all statements can be retracted within Toch Kedei Dibor, with four exceptions, blasphemy, idol worship, both of which incur the death penalty even if he immediately retracts his blasphemous or idolatrous declaration, and marriage and divorce, which are effective even if he retracts immediately after performing them. The run explains that the seriousness of these activities dictates that a person would not do them without a complete and unconditional intent. So the husband who did a far for the wrong person mistakenly decree on the wrong person as well using a golden Pez candy dispenser but was informed that in fact it was his wife, whose nether he tried to partially revoke, which prohibited her to both fig and grape, Pez candies, which reminds us, the more brings a three-way machok as whether a partial akama confirms the entire nether, and if a partial afara revokes the entire nether. Daf Peches, so the similar Daf Peches is a garbage can, or trash bin. So here goes. The terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can, garbage can, that must be more Daf Peches, pach, Garbage can or trash bin. The terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can in a forest and accidentally killed the garbage collector with his cane, which reminds us the more contrast the Malchok is about partial knowledge regarding a farah with the Malchok is about a blind person's inadvertent killing when going into a forest. So, the terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can in a forest and accidentally killed the garbage collector with his cane because he was being chased by his son-in-law who was upset that he gave his daughter a gift on the condition that her husband, who was husband to him, have no rights in it, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses what a father must do in order to give property to his daughter such that her husband, who he was mooder and not from, will not acquire it. So, the terrified blind man who tripped over a garbage can in a forest and accidentally killed the garbage collector with his cane because he was being chased by his son-in-law who was upset that he gave his daughter a gift on the condition that her husband, who was also to him, have no rights in it, ran to hide in his daughter's courtyard which she owned independent of her husband, which required her to acquire a portion of the wine for Shetufi Mavos, which reminds us, the more discusses a case where a wife herself owns a courtyard independent of her husband, since she must acquire a portion of the wine for the Shetufi Mavos for herself to be effective, she can also acquire it on behalf of the other residents. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we have three different opinions in a case where a wife says to her husband, Konam, I will not work for your mouth. That's on Duff. Hey, hey, good. Number two, which stuff do we compare a wife forbidding her hands to her husband to one who has maktish his pledged field and then redeemed it? That's on Duff. 
Tevav. Good, number three. Which is the thing when if a wife says, Konum, that I will not benefit from my father or your father if I do anything for you, the husband can revoke it. That's on Duff. Pay test. Good, number four. Which is the thing to discuss what a father must do in order to give property to his daughter such that her husband, who the father was mudah enough from, will not acquire it. That's on Duff. Good number five. Which stuff we have a three-way machokas? Whether a partial kama confirms the entire netter, and if a partial hafara revokes the entire netter, that's on duff. Pezayin. Good number six. Which stuff does more contrast the machokas about partial knowledge regarding hafara with machokas about a blind person's inadvertent killing when going into a forest? That's on duff. Peches. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have machokas of afar depends on the domain of the time of Nedo or its taking effect, such as a wife saying she will be a Nazira after divorce. That's on Dov. Peches. Good number eight. Which stuff does Gamora seek to resolve the difference between the din when one does hafara for the wrong person and one does kriya on the wrong person? That's on Dov. Pezayin. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have machokas to nine if maestro ani of demai Requires verbal designation. That's on Duff. Pay dollar. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do we have nine cases where a girl's nether cannot be revoked? That's on Duff. Pay test. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zirchu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.